Hey friends, it's Amber, aka The Adult and Queen, your host of Sip and Sunday, the podcast. I'm an educator and lifestyle content creator helping millennials and Gen Z navigate adulting because hashtag adulting is ghetto. Sunday is a day of rest and self-care, but what you do on Sunday sets the tone for the rest of your week. Grab your favorite drink and sip with me as we talk about various topics related to adulting. Welcome back to another episode of Sippin' Sunday, the podcast. I'm your host, Amber, aka The Adulting Queen. Thank you for coming back. I am appreciating all of the feedback, and it really keeps me going on the days that I don't want to show up because I think, who will miss this? It's just a podcast. But I know that it's helping you all get through your weeks, thinking about adulting in a different way, and reassurance that no one has this all figured out. This week actually marks three years since Sippin' Sunday started as a Zoom event in the pandemic. I just started something to bring bring people together while we were in the house during the Panda Express, and here we are now with a whole podcast. You can watch previous Sippin' Sundays on my YouTube channel, which is The Adulting Queen, and some are exclusively on my Patreon. The link is in the show notes for you. Before we dive into my conversation with our guest this week, I'm going to drop our next Adulting While Black business highlight. Don't forget to check out our previous two businesses, Pandora's Box, located in Baltimore, Maryland, and Sulit Candle Company. Use code SIPPINSUNDAY for 30% off your purchase with Sulit. That is code SIPPINSUNDAY, capital S-I-P-P-I-N, capital S-U-N-D-A-Y. This week's Adulting While Black business highlight is Watering Soul. Watering Soul is a brand that focuses on providing individuals with an oasis in their daily lives through the power of aromatherapy. Our mission is to help people transform the daily shower routine into a self-care experience that helps you feel renewed and refreshed both mentally and physically. Overall, Watering Soul is more than just a brand. They're a part of a movement toward a more mindful and balanced approach to self-care and personal healing. Watering Soul is here to help you create a daily ritual that helps you feel renewed and rejuvenated both inside and out. Watering Soul provides shower steamers, body butters, soaps, and more. Use code SIPPINSUNDAY for 15% off your purchase. The code is SIPPINSUNDAY, capital S-I-P-P-I-N, capital S-U-N-D-A-Y. So exactly how the show is spelled, SIPPINSUNDAY, capital S's, all the additional letters are lowercase. Now, let's get into this episode. Our guest this week is Jasmine Prince, an educator, coach, and entrepreneur. Jasmine has worked in higher education since 2014 and stepped out into entrepreneurship in 2020 when she launched her coaching business, Magnolia and Pan Consulting, LLC. Jasmine is passionate about creating spaces for Black women to thrive in every aspect of their lives. We had a great conversation about adulting, being a Black woman, and creating the life you deserve, and I'm sure that you will find some nuggets in here that you can carry into your lives. There's probably going to be some head nods, some snaps, Um, and as always, take out your journals, take notes, anything that you want to reflect on. I'm super grateful for Jasmine joining me. I met her in my career in higher education, and we have been friends ever since. So again, I hope you enjoy our conversation. Welcome Jasmine to Sippin' Sunday, the podcast. I am very excited to have you on. Let our listeners know what you're sipping on or what's your favorite drink. And it does not have to be an alcoholic beverage. 
Sure. Um, well, I'm, first, I'm so excited to be on the podcast and getting to chat with you today. I'm currently sipping on water out of my hydro flask, um, but my go-to drink of choice is always going to be a flavored mojito. Yeah. But, but I'm in Kentucky, I'm starting to sip bourbon a lot more because I feel like that's a very Kentucky thing to do. Mm, okay. Okay. So you're getting into bourbon. That is good. Yeah. So that is like not that. a drink that I enjoy too much. I am sipping a margarita today. It's a super nice day outside. So mm-hmm. gave day drinking vibes. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> and so jumping right into our conversation, I've been asking all of our guests, at what age do you believe you became an adult? If you feel that you've reached that age already. Oh man, that's such a tough question. Um, I think that I really came into my adulthood. Um, I would say probably when I moved away for grad school. So I was maybe 23, that like 23 to 25 age range, like feels appropriate for my life and my experience. Mm-hmm. Um, that was the first time that like I um didn't live in the same state as my parents. I was making a lot of like financial decisions on my own. Um, my parents have always been on the like, you're gonna figure it out and like we're they're going to help me and they're supportive, but like they've always sort of given me and my brothers like the independence to figure things out. And so when I went to grad school, my dad was like, yeah, you got it. And I didn't, I didn't actually have it, (laughs) but I had to right, based on just like who my parents are and, and what I knew, like the expectation was. And so I feel like, like those are really crucial, crucial years of me being a baby adult that really shaped like who I have become as a mm-hmm. as a more, a more seasoned adult, uh, an adultier adult, if you will. Um, I was just gonna say, I don't really feel like that all the time. I like that you said baby adult because um one of the first videos that I put out about the podcast and when I was talking about it um what is adulting I was like there's levels you're an adult you're an adultier adult and then you're like the adultiest adult which is top tier. I yes. feel like. I'm an adultier adult, but there's still so many things I don't know, but you just will never know until you start experiencing them or have to like figure something new out. Yeah. And I always say um, 25 is the age as well that I feel like I became an adult um, or really, well, actually, yeah, 23 to 25. Because when I graduated grad school and moved on to my um, first full-time job is when I felt that way that I was like, oh, wow, like I'm actually like an adult now. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I, oh, go ahead. I remember just like last week, so I work in higher ed, work with students. And I remember last week, like um, one of my students was like asking me something and was like, oh, like they were looking for an adult and they came to ask me and I was like, find an adultier person. Like, I don't know no. what you need. And that, that was always like, me. You are a full blown adult. And I was like, I understand and like what you're asking me feels like it is above my adult like pay grade and I'm not sure that I'm going to have a good answer for you no I yeah. like into the question I was like sorry no I get that completely because that's how I felt also when I was working um straight out of grad school at yeah. like 22 23 and even now like with some of the students that I'm still friends with I just went to brunch with one of them a couple of weeks ago and they just turned 25 24 I never can remember time's flying by but we yeah. were just 
discussing like how they feel now being that age and I was like yeah like that's how old I was when I was your supervisor and they were like what like you were our supervisor with that responsibility at this age they were like I don't know what I'm doing now and I was like and neither did I but it seemed like I had it pretty good but I don't know what I was doing so it was just funny like seeing people obviously at ages that you've been at and they've known you at that age and they're just like, mm-hmm. wait, what? Like you seem like you had it all together or you were doing X, Y, and Z. I can't believe like that's how old you were like when you were yeah. there. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. And so yes, you mentioned a little bit, you work in higher ed, but you also own your own business. And um, we've known each other now for like probably 10 years because- that's when we first went to the conference. We met yeah. through higher ed, but now have formed friendship and business relationships and personal things outside of that, which I'm super grateful for. I feel like that's one of the best yeah. things that higher ed gave me was people that are like actually genuine. Like we might not talk every day, but mm-hmm. there's just something that feels like different than if this is just a work career relationship, which I super appreciate. And yeah. You reached out to me to be a guest on the podcast. And one of the things that I thought that would be great for you to talk to our listeners about is managing a business, working full-time still, but also um, having friendships and more specifically with Black women, because that is part of what your business focuses on. So talk about how do you manage this? Like, what's the process? Because adulting is ghetto, and then you're trying to do all these different things and be a person and be an adult like it's just a lot yeah it's a lot it's a lot so I've been in business almost three years um Magnolia Pen Consulting will turn three this October yeah and it's I feel like I've had a very similar like Magnolia Pen has had a very similar coming of age as I did when I was like stepping into adulthood I was like I have no clue what I'm doing figuring out as figuring out as I go which is how, what adulting is like you just figure it out as you go and like yes. some wins and some losses some bruises and like you just keep getting up every day right um in my business specifically um I would say that I'm a success coach so really coaching black women specifically around um taking action like towards their dreams um primarily in the business like nonprofit space um and I think the the really cool thing about that similar to sort of what you said is that like um, I've gotten to serve folks who I've known for a really long time that have decided to explore entrepreneurship. And because we've had relationships prior to me being in business, um, it's been really cool to support them as they've taken those steps. And um, I felt the the weight and the responsibility of like stewarding that well mm-hmm. and supporting them in ways that feel meaningful um, because I value the relationship both for business, but also just like any relationship that happened prior. Um, I have an amazing business mentor named Casey and yes, we love her. He's just like freaking incredible. And um, Casey has opened the door, the community that she has through her business blaze um, to like black women all around the world. And so I think that like innately who I am, who my business is, like who I am professionally um, and what I value is like, I I think there is no better like friendship than the friendship that like black women have. And Mm -hmm. that's professionally, that's in business, that's outside of either one of those spaces. Um, I think there's just something really special and like unique about 
being able to cultivate those relationships and then show up and support each other in a lot of different ways, right? So we met in higher ed as emerging adults and- Barely, I feel like that's right, even below we, adult. I feel right, like that we was like pre-adult. No, right? And so we've, we've grown through a lot of seasons together. We've, you know, transitioned jobs, started new jobs, got promotions, started businesses, and we just like continue to show up for each other. So I think that's really special. Um, I think in terms of just like managing it all, man, it's like a day by day thing. Yes, it's a day by thing. It's a day by day thing. <laughs> and it's like once you feel like you have a groove going, something happens, or yeah, something like happens. life yes. just goes left. Whether it's like something with your car, something with your house or apartment, job, parents, mm-hmm. siblings, friendship, like. Nothing can be together at the same time in adulting, like at all. Something is always falling apart all of the time. Um, I think what has helped me as I've um, managed um, all of the things, all of the competing priorities, um, particularly in the business space is I've given myself permission to not have to show up for my business all the time, Mm -hmm. every single day. Um, Because what I found, because I'm growing, right? Like, I don't have a team. So like I'm the marketing director and, and the CEO and the person who's booking the calls and the admin, I'm the bookkeeper. Like I'm, I do all of the roles for, for all the things. Mm-hmm. Um, and so when you also work at nine to five, like that, and to have, like, I have a, a high level um, role within like my, my institution in terms of like the pace at which my job mm-hmm. moves. And so like, I can't be all of the things for my business and show up and like support students well at the same time all of the time right yeah I I think now I'm in a better place where I'm in a season of like I'm taking a step back from business not because I'm quitting um or anything that just like I can't I need to make some space for some other things yeah it's okay to to prioritize different things in different seasons yeah it doesn't mean that like oh, I like sucked at this and like, it wasn't good. And even sometimes if it wasn't good, right? Like to say, take a step back and say like, okay, like what about this didn't feel good? Like, did I not like, what about it did I like love and would mm-hmm. be the thing that me in it? And then like, how do you make space to do more of the things that like felt good? Yep. Um, but because my nine to five pays the bills, like I I actually can't afford to like not do that well. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. But no, I I definitely agree and resonate with all that, especially with like the business aspect, because I mean, I say it all the time, but thankfully as the adult thing grows, there's always new people listening. There's always new people being attracted to my business. So one, I had to learn how to keep saying the same thing over and over again, because since this started mm. as something that was fun for me and just like a hobby and just like helping my friends and family and my students, but seeing that it grew so much, I feel like now being in year four, it's really important for me to make it clear like what the adulting me does. But because for the past four years, I've just been doing any and everything to see kind of what sticks. And because it was just fun, now I'm doing exactly what you said of like, what do I actually like doing and what is enjoyable? Because sometimes it did feel very forced or I was like I'm doing this because now I feel like I have to do it not because I want to do it and overall in life I feel like now I'm at the place that like I'm trying to think of things that I enjoy doing some things like we just have to do like you said working we just we're just not we're not pleased with the working situation but we have to do that so it's like how do you at least create space in your job to do things that you like or 
try to combat those times where it's like this sucks and like I'm having a hard week but like I know it's not always gonna be like this when you're navigating work and then you do have like your business that you can find something you enjoy to kind of like de-stress or even you do set like your boundaries because you said even for recording this you're like yeah I know when I get home I'm drained like I'm not able to like always focus on things I might want to do because I'm tired so that's an important skill as well that people don't always have as an adult they're just like go 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 like I'm gonna try to do everything I'm gonna try to be everything and Mm -hmm. you can't because that is how burnout happens or just irritation like it's just so many negative things happen when you're trying to do too much yeah and I feel like black women specifically like we get conditioned to be the team do too much all the time um and so what I love about um, this millennial and I would say like Gen Z that's coming after us like um, generations is that like we are pu- beginning to push back I'm like actually I yes. want to be team do the least do the least yes. and like the most and I think that's a really like pivotal shift particularly for folks who like are multifaceted like are juggling business and all these things that like um, you can still pull back like when you need to, and you can still, it's like helpful to do that, um, right? Yep. To rhythms and to create habits and processes that are sustainable. And what I'm, what I have learned in business is like, what works really well for one person may or may not work really well for me. Yeah. And that's okay. But like, I've got to find a thing that's going to be sustainable long-term. That's going to allow me to show up in ways that like, don't feel forced that feel authentic, that like bring me some level of joy because I didn't like get into business. I didn't start business to be like, oh my God, like I'm gonna be a six-figure earner and that's why I'm doing this. Exactly. I find joy in being able to coach people is naturally the role that I often default to. um, And I just happen to have skill in it enough to like charge people money to get that kind of coaching. Like, yeah. And so I think that, yeah, the, the good, like the good thing and the hard thing about like being conditioned to be, team too much is that like to unlearn that is also very hard Um, and you know I I think about this often I feel like a part of and this is just speaking from like the hired experience the people that I know Mm -hmm. that are in higher ed that were the rock stars in undergrad we did too much in undergrad and somebody told us we're doing too much well so we kept doing too much but now we're like no, I don't want to do too much. And then when you say like, you're not going to do something or like people are looking forward to something and you tell them no, and then they're disappointed. You're like, oh my God, like maybe I need to do it. Even though you already just like said to yourself, like, I don't want to do this, like, because yeah. whatever reason. Yeah. And I think, um, which is so funny that we're talking about this is I, I mentioned sort of like a new project that I wanted to work on. And, and the thing that has like, been continuing to come up for me is like we just have permission to pivot like we have we have permission to like be like I thought this is what I wanted tried it out it felt good for a season or maybe it didn't feel good ever and I don't like this anymore I don't want to do this it doesn't bring me joy anymore and because like I get to author my own life and because like I am responsible for creating a life that feels good to me that I enjoy like if I get into something that I I realize or recognize like this ain't it for me. I can I can peace out and I can pivot. And even if other people have said like, oh, I was really looking forward to you doing more coaching, or I'm really looking forward 
for more sipping Sundays or more adulting cream merch or like whatever it is. If I don't want to do that, I don't have to do that just because you were looking forward to it, right? And um, if you do, join the team. You will right. be paid, but join us. Right. Exactly. Like if you feel so strongly about it, please volunteer your services for free. Um, because we could use you over here. But I I'm particularly like I think and I and I think one of the things I I joke with my mentees and like friends that are stepping into their 30s mm-hmm. I'm like yo this is some of the most unbothered living I've ever done 30s and is crazy like like the amount of just like nope don't want to do this anymore doesn't feel good I'm pulling back people are still shocked they're like yeah. oh well, you used to this you used to that I used to do a lot of things I, I really did things. yeah and, now- and, and I'm choosing not to do not to do those things anymore and again, unless you are, and even I'm like, unless you pay my bills, but even then like me, it's, it's about me. And so if I don't find joy in it, I don't find no peace in it. It's not making me no money. I can't guarantee that I'm going to be in it for a long haul. Um, <laughs> I just can't like, even if, even if you rock with it, like I can't guarantee that I'm a, I'm a be in it for as long as you think I'm gonna be in it. And was there a moment for you that you finally realized like, you have to start choosing yourself more and like making yourself a priority more. Mm, man. Um, so many moments. I think <laughs> a really pivotal moment for um, me personally um, was last March. I was traveling to a higher ed conference and I had a panic attack in the middle of my flight. Um, First panic attack, only panic attack I've ever had in my life. And I remember like landing at my layover location and being like freaked out because I don't know what the hell happened. And then like talking to my mentor, my mentor, like ve- like me explaining it to her and being like, that's an anxiety attack. And mm-hmm. I was like, oh. And then me and me like, something about this doesn't feel mm, like I don't, I don't necessarily like the way that my body's responding. Um and and there's something in my environment that is, that has triggered this. And so like, I need to, I need to address that because like the, the act of having to like endure that um, mm-hmm. on a plane ride is like very scary, but like the act yeah. of like, if I don't get to the root of, of what the trigger for this was, like it could continue to happen. And I don't want to live a life where like a panic attack is always looming. Yeah. Um, so I think personally, that was a place where I was like, yeah, okay, we need to, we need to like reprioritize some things which puts self at the top, right? Yeah. Um, I think in business, what has allowed me to do a very similar thing was, um, this is probably my favorite piece of business advice that Casey gave me. And like one of the wildest pieces of of business advice. Mm -hmm. Um, And she basically was like, you need to find the ways in your business that that feel very orgasmic because of who you are. So like you are not, I'm not someone who is like, Oh, like I can do the same like mundane thing every day. Um, in my because even in my nine to five, it doesn't show up yeah like that every day, right? And she was like, "So you are not someone who like you can show up and do this like boring ass routine in your business every single day. Like that's not who you are. And you are someone who like you I thrive off of like adrenaline. I'm very impulsive. Um, it's very easy for me to like start and stop things. And because of that, she's like, you have to get to a place where like, you know, the things that are going to bring you the max amount of joy and like that you can keep getting those like dopamine hits. Yeah. Like, 
Because if not, like you're not going to stick with it. And I think for me, that released a lot of the pressure to like show up the way I've seen other coaches show up, the way I've, I've seen other like new entrepreneurs show up. Um, I think it's given me a bit more liberty to feel like I can throw all of the things at the kitchen sink. Yeah. So some of what you said, like see what sticks. And these are the things that I'm interested in that feel good to yeah. me. Like if they stick, cool. And if not, like I had fun figuring out if this was going to be a thing. Yeah. Right. I think like such a hard thing is like people that do have your viewpoint of like, I'm choosing myself. Like I know how to prioritize myself. Like I'm okay that this is an ongoing journey. Like I'm just accepting what's coming and like, I'm doing the best that I can do to get myself to where I want to be. It's hard when like you encounter people, which honestly, I feel like most of the time this is like in close friends, maybe from like middle school, high school or like even family members that when you're talking to them about these types of things, if they're stuck in like the same mindset of you that they knew however long ago, or they just haven't done that type of work or growth, it's really hard to like have conversations like this with those types of people. And that kind of can hinder um, Mm. how you, not how you feel about yourself, but like how you operate maybe around them or in spaces with them which always sucks because it always is people that like you love dearly but you're like please just let me live my journey and more specifically I feel like um gen x and like boomers so like our parents our grandparents like our older aunts and uncles like they just don't get it and at this point I'm okay that they don't get it but it's like disheartening sometimes because you want to talk to them about these things you want them to be included in certain parts of your life or like just also helping them because like breaking those generational curses and trying to open up those conversations but when Mm -hmm. you've done it so many times and they're still responding the same it's like unfortunately you just know in your mind like they're not going to change because they're now 50 60 plus and stuck in their ways or they are stuck in that mindset because they didn't have the access to things that we do that like we are trying to use to actually better ourselves more so mentally I will say than anything else and they didn't have that access or resources or people to be like no like these things aren't okay and it's again especially for black people like you were just told to like do what you're told just like shut up sit down like keep your head down just do what you need to do because you and this sounds extreme but like you could literally be killed like that's and it's actually not extreme that's what happened that was the reality was happening so coming from that like history I understand but it still doesn't make it okay because now we're in a different place not completely different unfortunately than what was happening back then but like we do have more access and conversations and resources to try to like move forward, which I do feel millennials and Gen Z are trying to do that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think about like the um, conversations like I have with my friends that are have been really intentional in doing their own self-work that are entrepreneurs. And so just have a understanding of sort of like what it means to have entrepreneurial spirit, what what the grind of that means, um and just folks who generally are just like working to be better in whatever way that looks like for them um I think the diff what I've learned is that like those are the people that 
I feel comfortable like talking about like, hey, this is something like I'm thinking about doing. Like, what are your thoughts on this? Mm-hmm. And I don't have those conversations as often with my parents, not because I don't love them and not because they don't support me, but because I know that like one, I think when you when you have vision and when you're a visionary, it's very it is very important to like to protect the things that um, the creativity that you have and to be aware. And I think that's, it's an awareness of like knowing, like I could love you, you could love me and you could support me wholeheartedly. And you may just not understand this part of my journey. And I don't want to give you permission to deter me from Mm -hmm. something that feels important in this season. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah, like you said, I think it sucks because it's always like the people that like been rocking with you the longest, like you've had, you know, all this history with, but I think similar to like this, this quote and image that I see all the time is like, yeah, like everybody's like not going to catch the vision though. And mm-hmm. I think particularly as creatives and as entrepreneurs, like it's important to know the people around you who get the vision and the people who don't. Yeah. Because people that do are going to, they're going to encourage you. They're going to, they're going to critique for the sake of making the thing better um, or exposing where your blind spots are. And there are other people who love you and it might even say like, I think that's a cool idea. Like you should do that. And there are other people who love you, who, who will critique it in ways that would like diminish, would significantly diminish your ability mm-hmm. to do that thing or to enjoy yeah. it will, will cause you to question, like, should I even be doing this? Right. And yeah. Then, that awareness for me has been like very helpful um, because I know who my people are, where I'm like, I need a sounding board. I need to bounce ideas. And I know where I need to go, where I need like, mom, like this feels really hard. I just need you to pray for me because it feels hard. That's the best thing black moms could do for us. Yeah, like, sometimes that's, that's what it is, right? Like, um, and it's not, my mom's not in the weeds of my business, but um, she's always praying for me. And when I have clients, yeah. I'm talking about it and she's asking me, oh, how did this thing go? And that's enough. Like she doesn't have to be the person who's my sounding board for that. And that's yeah. okay okay with that yeah no definitely that all makes sense and I feel like for me with the adults and queen like again because the adults and queen really is for the people like it is because it's about everybody that's an adult navigating adulting so I think that I had to learn how to be more protective of the adults and queen of like what Mm -hmm. I want to put out and balancing what people want me to put out because people will say like oh you should talk about this you should do this you should do that but like you're saying if it doesn't feel natural to me or something that I'm able to do like excitedly I'm not going to do it and even still with um like just things I am doing like now I don't tell everybody like what's going to come out with the adult queen or what's happening because I also want to create now like a community of excitement because if you already know everything that's going to happen like you're not gonna be shocked when it comes out because like, oh yeah you told me about that like last week or whatever right so now it's like I just keep putting out my content and putting stuff out and like doing the podcast and I don't like talk about it too much not because I don't want to but I want to shift how people view or think about the adult and queen and how they interact with it because my friends and people that know about it have been the best supporters since day one and still are. And like, I always shout them out and say like, thank you everybody that's literally been there from day one, knowing like what this was. But now I want there to be like secrets or want it to be surprising so that you all can actually experience it like everybody else experiences it. Yeah. And, and I think what social media has done, even, even with folks who run businesses, right. is like, 
it it has created this um, entitlement to knowing like all the things about all the people and like having immediate yeah. access to things. And the reality is, you my business, you're only gonna, I can only give you access to what I choose to give you access to. Mm-hmm. And even if you day one, like you don't always have to have access. And there's some, like you said, there's something fun about like being a day one supporter. And then like, at some point being like, wait a minute, like I didn't even see this coming. And I'm really exactly, and you know what my, right? and what my guiding quote is, people are going to laugh. Cause again, you know me is what would Beyonce do? And I really started thinking yeah, yeah, about yeah, that. Sure. Like Beyonce really just drops stuff and we go running. We don't care what she says to do. Like we're going to do it. We're going to figure something out because it's Beyonce. So that's yeah. how I think about things of like, eventually I want to get to that Beyonce status that it's like, you don't even see whatever I'm about to do coming. It just happens, but you're not mm-hmm. surprised because of everything else that has happened. So on my bathroom um, mirror, I'm putting what would Beyonce do? And I even, when I sent myself flowers for Valentine's Day, like I put like WWBD, what would Beyonce do? Like that mm-hmm. is literally my quote for everything. Because yeah, you don't know any of that girl's business. We hear something, but like- you she's not confirming the rumor. She's not denying the rumor. Exactly. Not, y'all don't. Y'all not even making nowhere near enough money to even know if that's true or not. And exactly. I'm gonna drop this. I'm gonna drop this. Ivy Park. I'm gonna drop these visuals, and y'all gonna get these concert tickets. And that's all. I'm going. going. I'm going. Okay. I am going. And so again, for your business and a lot of stuff we talked about, um, women have definitely influenced you a lot. So who are some women that have contributed to um, the adult that you are today? Man, <laughs> I know that could be a whole nother episode. Just go and giving them their flowers. Oh man. It's so many people. It's so many people. So I'll start obviously with my mother because like literally wouldn't be here without her. Amen. People. All the moms. Um, I think about like, um, my mom's friends, like the circle of sort of like second moms that I have, um, a lot of them have like watched me grow up in church, um, are really good friends with my mom have like sort of done, seen me in different seasons of life Mm -hmm. uh, for me, like even when I didn't know. And so, um, that whole squad of just like everybody else, mama didn't know my mama didn't love me, all of them, exactly. (laughs) um, Man, my mentor, Erica Campbell, Dr. Erica Campbell. Put some um, respect on her name with the doctor. Um, She's been my mentor since I was 19 years old. And so from higher ed to life um, and everything like in between the coming of age, like growing pains, like she's been there for and has always been in my corner, has always coached me up, has grabbed me by the back of my neck and told me to sit down somewhere when I was doing too much and has like tapped me on the shoulder, like get up and do something when I've not been doing enough. Mm-hmm. Um, man, ah, man, this is so hard. Um, I have a really great like circle of friends from undergrad um, who like undergrad to some pivotal time. There's <laughs> so much goes on there. Um, but who are like folks that I lean on um and like call and look up to and like look for for support um yeah I feel like I should be naming people and I don't know if that's what I need to be doing because I feel like it's like this is an award speech you were put on the spot you're like okay um so so I'm not gonna do that for the sake of leaving folks out so if you're listening if you know you know categories like you know who you are and what's understood don't need to be explained um man my mentees 
um, and my little sisters from my little sisters at church to like my little sisters that are in higher mm-hmm. ed, to my previous students who like aren't in higher ed that are like doing their own amazing things. Um, I think that when I was an emerging baby adults, um, they were still inspiring me and helping to shape like who I was. And I wanted to be a good role model. I wanted mm-hmm. to be someone that they could look up to. And so like without sort of their presence to sort of push me, like um, I don't think that I would have taken bold steps that I would have, there's some some things, some risky things that I feel like I probably wouldn't have done if I if if other I knew other folks weren't weren't coming. Yeah. Out. Um I mean my business besties, like folks who have been on that journey. Um I've talked about Casey. Mm-hmm. Um and man, it's 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 a whole group of folks um from Blaze. It's a Blaze yeah. tribe, like um that have been a significant part of my business journey. Um, I think about folks like you, right, who like we we sort of came into this thing like not knowing what the hell we was doing and like have somehow made it. Um, I just can't believe where we all are at. Yeah. Like, oh, my God. Like, this is crazy. We somehow, we somehow doing it. Um, like my higher ed, like homegirls just in general across the board um, from 2014 to now, um, whether they in the field or not in the field anymore, like have have been like pivotal on like just pivotal folks um my niece she's 14 so very much like do a lot to be able to show her like you can do and be who you want to mm-hmm. who you want to be. um and you can always change you can always change your mind um yeah, you can always definitely and wanting to give her to empower her to be able to to make those decisions and to know mm-hmm. like you've seen someone do it so you know that you can do it yeah um and then I would say, like, uh, all the folks I'm going to meet on a journey. Amen. Um, yes, to the future people. <laughs> yeah, like, I have not met or experienced everyone that's going to be impactful or important in my life. And so yeah. I think that uh, there's a woman that I'm becoming that I, like, don't yet know because there are other women um, and men um, who have to be a part of that journey to help me get mm-hmm. right there. Um and I would, oh, I would also say my therapist. Shout out to therapists. Um, God bless them. To the three different therapists I've had, all of them have been Black women. All of them have sort of helped me to um, have a better relationship with myself. And that's been, been really important. Um, yeah, this, okay. That's all I'm going to say. This feels like, because if you can like tag them when the, the episode drops, tag them in the social media post. Yeah, again, like. I name no names because I'm not I'm not gonna remember all, all of the people, but you know, you know where you fit in. And most of y'all probably fit into multiple different categories. And just know I love y'all. And I like you said, like I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be the woman, I wouldn't be the professional, mm-hmm. I wouldn't be the mature, I wouldn't be the friend, the daughter. Like I wouldn't be Jasmine without like all of that influence mm-hmm. inspiration. And so like I'm grateful for like I'm grateful to have a strong community because I know even in adulthood, like everybody doesn't have that. And so no. to have consistently, I know is like a blessing um, to not question who's in a corner. And if I got a corner and if I got a sounding board, like to not question that as yeah. an adult is like the ability to know that and to be secure in that is, is incredible. Yeah. So, I'm going to keep it short so we can wrap up, but also I keep saying this and people probably laugh when I say this, this is my podcast. So I can keep talking about stuff for future episodes to come about the women okay. that have definitely contributed to my life. Um, is definitely my mom, obviously would not be here without her. She yeah. is number one AQ supporter on Facebook, 
She posts it all the time. She tells anybody that will listen mm-hmm. or that even has a child that they need to tell their child to follow the adults and queen. My sister, of course, um, she's 11 years older. So I feel like I always was watching her, even though like, obviously as a kid, I didn't realize, but she realized. So she made sure like how she showed up and what she did was impactful. And it definitely was. And she knows that. Um, but also yeah. my grandmothers and my aunts, because that's who I was around a lot as a kid. And they were like modeling things without me realizing good, bad, indifferent. But that is how I saw women at first was just through my family primarily. And then obviously all the friends and stuff, but they can get their flowers later on. <laughs> yeah. But thank you, Jasmine, for joining me. And I want to take the time to give you your flowers before we finish. I've been doing this for everybody. I type up a little thing before that I'd like to read to you. Nothing in depth, but like, you know, I just need to express my appreciation. You have been a big supporter over the years for me professionally in student affairs and then transitioning into the adults and queen. You were one of the handful of people that flew to DC for the first in-person all black everything. And I am forever grateful for that. Keep being the rock star you are and shining your light in this world while still taking care of yourself as a Black woman. And I appreciate how we show up for each other. Yeah. Yes. Thank you again for being here. I will tag all of Jasmine's social media and her business information in the show notes. So make sure that you um, check out her work and refer her to anybody that you know that could benefit from it. Tag her on social media. All that stuff will be there. Um, And yeah, just good luck, Jasmine. It's the end of the semester. So hang in there. Thank you. Thank you so much for letting me share my little nuggets as um, an adulty adult. Uh, I appreciate it. I hope you enjoyed this week's episode with Jasmine, educator, coach, and CEO of Magnolia and Penn Consulting. You can find Jasmine on Instagram at Magnolia Penn Co. Jasmine and I had a great conversation about balancing all the things in adulting, being a Black woman, and the importance of letting the journey be your own. Send this episode to an amazing woman you know and let them know that you love them. Give people their flowers while they're still here to smell them. Don't forget to become an AQ fan through my Patreon for as low as $5 a month. You can gain exclusive content that isn't on my website or social media. Shout out to Sean, Lauren, and Sixto, my current AQ fans that have been supporting me since day one. Our song for this week is Ambitious Girl by Wale. I'm in love with your business and your productivity is the reason I interest Ambitious Girl. See, I like the person that you are, but I'm in love with the person that you have the potential to be. Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of Sip and Sunday. If you enjoyed this episode, like, subscribe, follow, and leave a review on Anchor, Spotify, or Apple. Tag The Adult and Queen on all social media platforms with the hashtag AQSipAndSunday. Sunday.